okay, so what do I do if they object? Well, first off, they will. In most cases, they will. There are only four possible responses to any recommendation or request, regardless of what's being proposed. And those four possible responses are, they could say, yes, yes, let's get together. Or they could ask you a question. Or they could state an objection. Or they could say, no, I'm not interested. Those are the four possible responses. Yes, question, objection, no. In this training, I'm going to focus on how to handle objections and no's. However, after spending two years as a media skills coach to the White House, I'm going to let you know up front that there is a process to handling questions. And that is another place where people, unfortunately, make mistakes, and they don't even know they're making mistakes. For this training, I am going to focus on handling objections because that is where the bulk of your issues will occur. And that an objection is actually one of the steps to a yes. An objection is entirely different than a no. So what objection will we practice? For starters, you should document all the objections you get and the frequency with which they occur. You know, I would say that if you were to document enough, you should be able to discern what objections represent 80% of the way that you get stopped. And that those are the ones that you want to focus on. One of the top objections typically sounds something like the advisor says, look, I've been at the same firm for 20 years. I'm very happy where I'm at. I don't see myself moving, nor do I want to waste your time. Thank you for calling. Bye. Does that sound familiar to you? Have you been on the receiving end of that conversation? Let me ask, what do you say when someone says that to you? How would you respond? Rather than relate to this conversation as a passive experience, let me have you role play that with me now and say what you would normally say in response. I'll play the advisor. You'll play the person doing the recruiting. And I will leave you time to respond. You know, you got through the gatekeeper. You got the advisor on the line. You gave them your initial presentation. The advisor is going to now give you the objection. I'd like you to see how you would respond. Look, I've been at the same firm for 20 years. I'm very happy where I'm at, and I don't see myself moving, nor do I want to waste your time. Thank you for calling. Okay, now's your turn. Respond. Very good. Question for you. Whatever you just said in response to someone saying they're already happy, how many times have you said whatever that response is, whether you said it out loud or whether you said it in your head, how many times have you actually given them that pithy little response to that objection? And what the advisor said was, oh, my gosh, you're right. I was entirely wrong. We should meet right away. Listen, I'm going to drop everything right now. Where can I go to meet you? I'm going to buy you coffee. Come on. I want you to notice. I know I'm being ridiculous. I want you to notice that the effective closing ratio with whatever pithy response you typically give is probably a very low response rate or, quite frankly, zero. We need a more effective approach. Now, I would highly recommend that you read my white paper, which you can download from my website, on reframing 
the art of handling resistance and overcoming objections. It's not my intention to try and cover here all that's in the white paper, because right now I need to focus on covering all of the basics, the fundamental blocking and tackling, but you'll find better details there. However, that being said, let me go over the process for handling objections. Let's try a new approach and at the same time examine the flaws in the old. What I will now demonstrate is a sequence that forms the pattern for how to most effectively handle any objection. This process is repeated by various sources and has been around in various sales training programs for many years, various books in one form or another. So no matter what the person says as their objection, your first step is to replay it, to actually replay the objection. What you typically do when someone gives you an objection is you try to counter it, right, which is tantamount to telling them you're wrong. And you may even give them a great reason why they're wrong, but the reality is what you're basically saying is you're wrong. The two most common approaches to countering or rebutting what the other person has said, which is usually begun with an opening statement like, I can appreciate what you're saying, but... Or, I can understand what you're saying, but, and I want you to notice that in both cases, that can occur as rather patronizing. And in fact, if you look at it, the person's outright lying to you, right? They're saying, I can appreciate what you're saying, but, and then they go on to give you their argument. The reality is, is that that is one of the least effective ways to respond. So if we were going to replay, instead of going at them with a rebuttal or a counter, right, the advisor would say, look, I've been at the same firm for 20 years. I'm very happy where I'm at, and I don't see myself moving, nor do I want to waste your time. Thank you for calling. What you would do is replay. Okay, so you're happy, and you've been at the same firm for 20 years, and you see no reason to make a change at this time. Now, I do want to acknowledge that the very way in which I handle this will tend to throw the person because what they're waiting for is the comeback. And whenever we throw a person, that would be called a pattern interruption. Now, a pattern interruption is an entirely different technique than reframing. I certainly enjoy teaching pattern interruption, but we're not going to do that now simply because it is an advanced skill that one should learn only after doing reframing. You should also notice that the person at the end is moving to hang up the phone or say bye, and that what you wanna do is you wanna interrupt that automatic response to get off the phone by immediately diving in and giving them your replay. I will honor what I said and stick to the basics even though I enjoy teaching some more advanced skills but the bread and butter of what we need to do can be accomplished through the basics. So, so far the sequence runs, they object, you replay, and then after you replay, what they predictably do is they verify whether or not that your replay was accurate. They will actually, whether or not they realize it, be engaging in dialogue. Specifically, what I mean when I say the person's going to verify they're going to acknowledge whether or not what you said is accurate. 
So when you say to them, you know, as your replay, okay, since you're happy and have been at the same firm for 20 years, you see no reason to make a change at this time. What they're going to say is one of three things. They're either going to say, yes, that's exactly what I said. Or they're going to say, um, no, you misunderstood me. That's not what I meant. Or they'll say, well, not exactly. All of which means you didn't get it right. The bottom line is any no or not exactly requires that you ask for clarification. When they give you that clarification, you must replay again whatever they've clarified. The bottom line is we only move forward on agreement. After you replay, you get agreement. Now, what they don't necessarily appreciate is that you now have them in a dialogue, right? Separate from the value of the skills, the reality is is that when you go to replay, people unconsciously want to listen to make sure that you understood them. They don't see that they're already in a conversation. Most people have an automatic no that shuts down 99% of the people who contact them. So there's no reason to develop any other habitual response beyond their initial no, because that handles most situations. What we want to do is get beyond the automatic response and have them arrive at a place where they're forced to have a genuine dialogue with us because they haven't pre-patterned how to handle the situation. The bottom line is most no's are without thought, they're utterly unconscious, and that what we want to do is have them give this real consideration. Your job is to get them in genuine dialogue with you, not perfunctory communication just to get rid of you. You know how when you go into a retail store and someone asks, do you need any help? What is your automatic response? No, I'm just looking. I don't know that you really think it through. I think it's just an automatic response. Now, the next step in our sequence involves acknowledgement. So what happens is they object, you replay. After you replay, they verify. After they verify, you acknowledge them, right? An individual usually experiences being invalidated when they give you an objection, or at the very least, they know that you object to their objection. What you're going to do is very different. You're going to acknowledge them. And the person says, look, I've been at the same firm for 20 years. I'm very happy where I'm at. I don't see myself moving, nor do I want to waste your time. Immediately you replay. So, so since you're happy and you've been at the same firm for 20 years, you see no reason to make a change at this time. What they say is, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And what you say is, look, I want to thank you for being upfront with me. I want to thank you for being someone who clearly doesn't waste other people's time. All of that puts us in a position to reframe. A reframe is very different from a rebuttal. A reframe is how to get someone to change their minds, to shift that person's perspective. It occurs right after you've acknowledged them. So the acknowledgement runs straight into the reframe. And you will see in my white paper that there are 12 reframes, or specifically 12 ways we ask you to memorize to 
basically change a person's mind. All right, so for instance, you might say as a reframe, let me ask you a question. If you were me, what would you do to build a relationship with you? How would you go about that if you were me? If the person is reasonable, rational, they'll tell you. They might say, well, look, you know, I get calls during the day. I really prefer to not discuss things like this during the business day. Maybe call me after hours. All right. Clearly, you didn't know that. But by asking them, and if you've actually acknowledged them and you've maintained rapport, they will tell you, they might give you an answer. Sometimes a person is being irrational, emotional, right? So you would still say, so you're not interested. I want to thank you for being upfront with me. You know what? Let's meet anyway. Now, that one can sound kind of weird because a person just told you that they're not interested. And what you're saying is, you know, I want to thank you for being upfront with me. Let's meet anyway. That's called a Hail Mary. The bottom line is if the person is going to leave anyway, you might as well throw the ball. All right? So with the Hail Mary, what we're basically saying is you're right, but let's meet anyway. So you're happy. You're, you're satisfied. Everything's great. You're right. Let's meet anyway. Now, that is what you would use if someone was being emotional, irrational. Why would you try to reason with someone as being irrational? Right? So you'll see that the reframes break into two broad categories. One category is for people who are being rational and logical. One category is for people who are being irrational and illogical. If you review the white paper, you memorize the reframes, the bottom line is that someone should be able to say no to you four to five times in a row. And you should always be able to come back with a unique reason for them to say yes. Thus far, we've taken a look at getting through the gatekeeper and what are the fundamental rules for doing so, how to be prepared for the inevitable, what is this in reference to, uh, he asked me, Sran asked me to not put through recruiting calls, what do you do when an advisor gets on the phone, how do you cause them to listen, how do you compel them to consider your message, and then how to handle objections, which are inevitable. Now what we're going to go to is how to read a person's decision-making strategy. That human beings all have a way that they make decisions, whether they know it or not. It is a strategy. And what you want to do is you want to be able to read their decision-making strategy. What I want you to know is that even if someone objects and you cannot get through the objection, you should, one, be looking to gain information that would make you more successful in the future by reading that person's decision-making strategy. Number two, you should be collecting information that would allow you to touch them with a highly personalized drip campaign. Just because your overcoming of objections doesn't work doesn't remotely mean that the game is over. The game is never over until we say so.